2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: What's up? It's your boy V. Ted Smith from the men's room. And did you know I have a podcast? Well, I do. The podcast. New episodes uploaded every Wednesday on the Odyssey app.
4: Unfortunately, what you're about to hear is real. The members of this radio program are simply not that bright. Or what some people would call educated, they are merely stupid. They are not trying to offend anyone on purpose, and all have played doctors on TV. You have been warned and are cordially invited to join the party. This is the men's room. Forget it, man, and get with the countdown. Get, 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 get with the countdown. Shake this square world and blast off for Kicksville. <laughs> The trippers, the grasshoppers, the hippos, all gathered in secrecy and flying high as a tiger.
2: This is the men's room with Miles and Thrill.
4: You know what they say? Shake your radio more than three times and you're playing with it. You're listening to the men's room. <laughs> And away we go! Welcome to season 19, episode number 4053. Along with Steve the Thrill Hill, 3 Ted Smith, and Mike Hawk, Montgomery! And two, Hardman's Road. On Tap Today, Taryn Daly and Steve Miggs from the Daily Miggs Morning Show join us. Once again, we will sit and spin. And today, we get a little inappropriate with Tin rock song lyrics that didn't age so well. <laughs> we will play Profile This. Plus headlines, men's room shout of the day, fun with we'll listener emails, and everyone's favorite. TV time with Ted. Click, clack. it a drink. All right, here we go to Philadelphia, where motorists on I-95 see a real Philadelphia Philly running down the street. Meanwhile, a Florida doctor is fined for radiating the wrong teat. Police looking for person who lost his leg on a railroad track. A man likes antiquing to find things for his crack. (laughs) And a runaway dog wins $139 on a lottery scratch-off ticket. That is all coming on today's very special episode of The Men's Room. And now,
5: here's the question. Hola, bitches. Good day to you and yours. All right, a local Washington state woman, she's making national headlines, and not for a good reason. She sustained serious injuries to her face, neck, and jaw when she was attacked by a cougar. While riding her bike with friends in the foothills of the Cascade Mountains. Now, one of our local news affiliates here, they did ask the question, how did this happen? So I'll repeat, she was riding her bike in the foothills of the Cascade Mountains where cougars are. Thanks to her fellow cyclists, the attack was not worse. Then there's the Washington State couple making national headlines. They were not attacked by a cougar, but they both sustained injuries when their snowmobile went over a 50-foot embankment and into a wooded ravine. Multiple rescuers pulled them to safety, and both are expected to recover, although the wife received the more serious of the injuries. Then there's 23-year-old Sacramento State baseball player Matt Massanangelo. Now, over the weekend, he played three games, and he had a total of nine at-bats. That is not remarkable. What is remarkable (laughs) is that he was hit by a pitch eight of those nine times at plate. And I want you to keep in mind, he was not being targeted. It was just bad pitching. And finally, we have a man in India who was mauled to death by a lion. And I know what you're thinking. One, thrill. You are a sexy man. Thank you. And two, there's no lions in India. Well, there are at the zoo, which is where this guy decided to climb into the lion enclosure for a selfie, you can guess what happened next. The lion going to go ahead and be a lion. But look, people end up in the news every day for all kinds of reasons. Sometimes they should be in the news, but somehow they just weren't covered. And it's just more shocking when it's someone you know or if it's you yourself. And that's what today's question is. What can you not believe happened to you or someone you know? To be a part of the big show,
4: call 206-803-ROCK. You can like The Men's Room on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Men's Room
1: Live, and send your emails to the Room at
4: KISW.com.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
0: You have 47 new voicemails.
4: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com
2: slash recommend today.
5: The debauchery rolls on. You're listening to The
4: Men's Room with Miles and Thrill, 99.9. A I S W. All Tell us away we go. Welcome to season 19, episode number 4053. What a large and in charge program we have for you today. Once again, we'll be joined by Taryn Daly and Steve Miggs from the Daily Miggs morning show. We'll sit and spin. Certain certain songs don't age very well depending on the lyrics, the content, whether they have um, outdated lyrics
5: or just inappropriate lyrics. I'm always more curious about the inappropriate because times do change, right? And we had different terms. Uh for different people of different statures, right. back in the day, yeah. that you put it in the song, then doesn't mean anything. You listen to it now, you're like, we can't play that. But as far as outdated stuff, I mean, like what? I'm sure oh, you can like, listen to a Chuck Berry. Look, look, hey, what is it? Come on, baby, let's do the twist, right? All time classic song. They'll always play it. Nobody does the twist, but we don't call it outdated no, in the, spite you know of what? the fact you're, that you're in right. 70 years, but, no one or the you, jitterbug or anything. Well, you that you listen to uh,
4: the Rolling Stones and uh, Brown Sugar, sure. Okay, that would not be an acceptable song these days. You don't think so? No.
5: And I still do. Sold in a market down in New Orleans. Okay, That's maybe the one not we're that we talking one. about? Yeah, there's a couple of lines. Hear him
4: whip the women just around midnight.
5: Hey, man, I know nobody wants to learn history, but that's part of it.
4: I understand
5: that, and <laughs> but you're, you're right. And if you're going like to learn no. that
4: from the Rolling Stones, it's probably a good. That's thing. where we're at, Miles. <laughs> okay, but either way, we have ten rock song lyrics that did not age well. Coming up as we will uh, sit and spin.
5: What else do we have for you today on this large show? Hope they die before I get old from the Who. Now they're old. Right. So, that's, I mean, I'm just thinking, point. if you perform that live, do you feel weird? So, you know, you're 70 years mm-hmm. old saying, I hope I die before I get old. Like, you still feel that way? You're still touring. Yeah,
3: isn't one of their biggest songs, like Teenage Wasteland
4: yeah, or something?
5: Yeah, Teenage Wasteland. Yep. Man, they haven't been teens in a hot mm-hmm.
4: right. <laughs> We also have your chance to win Pearl Jam tickets. Here's what they said. Uh, two shows, uh, the Dark Matter uh, World Tour coming to Climate Pledge Arena, May 28th and 30th. We have a pair of tickets for you this afternoon. Here's what they said. They said, you guys pick a time and Ooh. then give the secret word. And when you hear the secret word, you text that to 206-803-ROCK. We have picked the time, and the time today will be 4.20. I like 420, that. 4.20. I never saw that coming. Should be easy for you to remember. We wow. will uh, give you the Should secret it? word. Yeah, and then you...
5: Uh, of all the times, is that yeah. the easiest one to That's remember? 4.20. Is uh. the easiest time to remember. Yeah.
4: Text that word at 206-803-ROCK. Okay, on to the question, uh, what can you not believe happened to you or someone you know? We'll start with a story here out of Washington State, and this uh, story has uh, taken off on a national level as well. As they say, cyclists and hikers are on high alert days after a cougar attacked a woman on a trail near Fall City. The Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife suspended the search for a second cougar, reportedly prowling in the area. The woman had injuries to her face, neck, and jaw. She was released from a hospital and is expected to be okay. We spent some time in the area and talked to people about safety, according to uh, a sergeant uh, uh, named Carlo Pace. He was on the trails Monday in the foothills of the Cascades. He's trying to educate people about the dangers of wildlife following the cougar attack on a 60-year-old bicyclist. And he explained one group's actions to hold down the cougar with a bike may have actually saved the woman's life.
5: Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I'm surprised the animal didn't do any more damage to this poor lady. It was on the uh, Tukul Creek Trail where officers arrived, then shot and killed a six-month cougar. They said officers got a tip. There was another young cougar spotted earlier in the day alongside uh, the one that became violent. Now, police sit down to search a uh, hound, but they did not find anything and assume maybe that the cat is long gone. Uh, I'm a little bit spooked, said uh, Jacqueline Lee. She said, "Surprised, but you know, these things have happened. People who come to the trail for the holiday add that they are not letting the horrific week, uh, weekend
5: incident stop them from recreating out there. You can't. because I mean, the one thing we always hear about cougars is, generally speaking, generally speaking, if it doesn't attack you, you didn't see it. It's not mm-hmm. that Correct. it's not there. You just didn't see it. Right. So you know they're out there. They
4: said the second cougar not involved in the attack. But they say that there are thousands of cougars across the state, and the department gets daily calls for sightings, but people should feel safe. He adds that if you see one, you should get big and never run away. They're all around us, and 99% of the time, they mind their own business. 99% of the time. 99% of the time. Yeah, I mean, right. You can write it off. Like, all right, it was
3: a kid, cougar, juvenile. Mm -hmm. So it was like, screw it. I'm going to try to attack these humans.
5: You would think. Maybe you're testing out your hunting. But also, uh, as somebody pointed out, they said, look, you know, and I know... If there's a cougar, act big, do the yelling, all that kind of thing. We've all heard that. But if you're on a bike and you don't see it coming, as they explain to us, you know, as far as cats perceive it, if you're in motion, you're fleeing, which means you're prey. You yeah. If you're riding a bike, you don't see this thing. It just it sees you zip by. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm going to go chase this thing exactly. down. This lady didn't know. But again, I believe it was Cairo 7 that said, how did this happen? Because they're biking in the foothills of the Cascades, guys. Come on, man. Yep. I mean, come freaking on. Like I said, if this woman got on an elevator in downtown Seattle and this thing pounced on her, I would say, okay, mm-hmm. how did that happen? But you <laughs> said she, right? She's on a bike in the foothills of the mountains where cougars are. Right. Like That's how it happened, guys. Jesus H. Christ. This is not a mystery. It's an unfortunate thing. Don't act like you can't piece together how this happened. My God. Man, I was like, would she get in an Uber and it was the driver and ambushed her? Like, How did that happen? I don't know. You said she'd ride mm-hmm. the bike in the foothills of the Cascades. That's how it happened. We stay in Washington
4: State. Ted, here's one that you can relate
5: to. Sorry. It just makes okay. me angry. Like, don't make it stupid. It's bad enough. Don't be dumb. My Husband buddy Phil was uh, on there. He survived I did, a
3: cougar attack.
5: I le- mm-hmm. So here's the thing. So on Cairo, to their credit last night, when they're running the story, they interviewed a guy who'd have been attacked by a cougar 30 years earlier. And I'm listening to the guy, very cool, very calm, very collected. Ted, you explained today, that's your very good friend, Phil. Yeah, And I'm just, I'm not tracking with that as a monster, the guy, and you know, he kind of recalls what happened with him, and they're like, even though it was 30 years ago, he remembers it like it was yesterday, and he's kind of like, well, yeah, you know, when you're it's attacked by attack a cougar, mind. you remember the details of these things, but they, they did make the point that, hey, uh, they heard there was a second cougar in the area they're going to uh, look for, but he was just like, they're not going to find it, it's a cougar. It's like it's gone. Don't bother. Mm-hmm. It's like it's yep. still around. Hey, look, man. I've been, attacked, like,
4: I've been attacked by my cat, a house cat. <laughs> it, it, it hurts like
5: hell. Yes, it does. It's, it's
4: like a cat that weighed like eight pounds. How do like, I've seen a bear, a black bear. Yeah. But a lot of people have seen a
3: bear, and mm-hmm. bears will venture into neighborhoods and stuff. But, like, outside of Phil, who
5: physically wrestled a cougar, I don't know anybody that's ever just seen one. No, I haven't either. That's kind of what they do. They're like little cat ninjas. Oh, by the way, speaking of bears, I don't know if this is correct, but my daughter was very proud of herself over this long weekend. She goes, Dad, I've come up with the bear survival sayings. I said, okay. So let me see if I get this right. Uh, oh, crap. Hold on. If it's brown, lay down. If it's black, fight back. What did she say? If it's white, good night. Okay, that, that's good. But she, she said, do you know why I said that? I said, well, well if it's a black bear, fight back, because they're going to come after you, but they're a little bit smaller. If it's a grizzly bear or brown bear, they say play dead. You know, So if it's brown, mm-hmm. lay down. And baby, I assume you mean if it's a polar bear, then a damn thing you can it, do. She's it. like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she was very proud of herself.
4: Well Ted, here is a uh, story you can relate to, believe it or not. Uh, and we stay here in Washington state, a husband and wife from Auburn, both 52 years old are recovering after a snowmobile accident, sent them to the hospital Sunday afternoon. Uh, dispatch received SOS signals from a GPS device in the Cooper Lake area at 1151 AM. Uh, kits, uh, County Sheriff's office and Search and rescue. They did not arrive until about an hour later around one o'clock help came to the injured married couple when a snowboarder came across the two after their snowmobile went over a 50-foot embankment Mm -hmm. and into a heavily wooded ravine. The snowboarder reported their injuries uh, to a television station. Ground teams, snowmobile teams, high-angle rope rescue teams, they were launched by multiple county officials. The Snoqualmie Pass Ski Patrol Rescue even interrupted a planned day of training to respond and assist. That, that seems awful nice. Planned a planned day of training when they could just learn from doing the real thing.
5: I'd have to be excited. We have but- to cancel this to go do what we're going to practice. But the flip side of that is, if I'm the one waiting to be rescued, like, what do you mean? They're, they're yeah. training. Yeah. Are they, are uh, they yeah. good? Right.
4: Ask anybody who's training if they would rather be doing something different. You know, oh, like, of course. you got basketball practice going on. If you just came play out a game? Said, Hey, would you guys like just like to play the team that's uh, here next door? Like, hell, hell yeah, yeah, let's go. Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm with you. you. Play the game. Uh teams arrived shortly after one assisted the husband had made his way up the hill with help from a passerby and uh litter uh carried the more seriously injured patient uh, his wife about 200 yards across the snowy slope to attract um, uh, a UTV for extraction and she was uh, airlifted to Wenatchee and a uh, emergency landing zone at the Cle High School parking lot the man was uh, oh. taken by ambulance to Yakima so our question what can you not believe happened to you or someone you know
5: 206-803-rock have you ever been attacked by a wild animal? And I'm not saying cougar. A wild animal. It can, even well, if my cat a squirrel, was wild, because yeah. you're going to give it a Cheeto. I mean, there's a, a bee raccoon. cat. I mean, it's an animal. My so cat was feral. Technically. It. Yeah, I mean, you got a feral cat. Yeah, so it's a wild you, animal. It's just a cougar that's not big enough mm-hmm. to kill you. That is essentially what you brought here I have not on. been attacked. My father was... He wasn't quite attacked, but... When we used to live out in the woods, the thing that would piss them off was, everyone assumed it's raccoons, but we used to have our trash cans behind the house. We had a little bit of yard, and then it's all trees. So, every morning we'd get up, and the trash cans had been ripped apart, the trash everywhere. I don't know why it bothered him looking back, because it was mine and my brother's job to get all the trash back in the trash can. Like, we should have been the ones cussing, not my father so much. Anyway, we hear them tip over one night, and he is pissed off. So he goes downstairs, and he's going to scare the raccoon away, as he says. And we hear him slam the sliding door. Then there's dead silence for, like, two minutes. Like, it's just weird, man. So my brother and I go downstairs to check on him. This is at night. We flip on the uh, back light there, and he is pressed against the house. And he's basically talking on the side of his mouth. Don't make any noise. And about 10 feet in front of him, keep in mind, there's a spilled trash can. So about 10 feet in front of him on the other side is a skunk. That is pissed off, man. So its tail's kind of shaking, right? This is hissing at my dad. And my dad's doing that kind of put your back against the wall, and you do that kind of slow slide mm-hmm. yeah. to get to the doorway. And the skunk, I mean, is staring him down the whole time. Dad gets in the house, slams the door, and as soon as he slams it, and maybe because he slammed it in a loud noise, skunk sprayed the house. I mean, just sprayed the entire house. And even though we're inside and none of us made contact with whatever with their tail juice is, I cannot explain. Everyone smelled a skunk, right? But when it is your home, I mean, it seeps through the walls. It comes through the windows. It's just everywhere. So we ended up staying in a motel for like three or four days. Damn. We could not, could not get rid of the smell. After about a week, it started to dissipate. But even when my buddies would come over, they're like, dude, it smells like a skunk died. I'm like, ah, nah, dog. They sprayed the yeah. house because yep. they were mad at my dad, who's going to take out a raccoon, or so he thought, because it kept going into the trash. But I was only like animal attack. If you, even if ah, that's not true. What are that? Well, it's the worst case scenario. Cat birds, cat birds. Those sons of bitches are right? cat birds. Cat birds. These ugly brown birds. If you saw it, you recognize it. You just didn't know they were called cat birds. And it was a spring. I would walk my dog, and I could not explain it. This bird would come down and just attack my dog. Repeatedly. I had a big dog. Dog didn't care. He would just keep walking. But this bird kept hitting it, hitting it, hitting it, hitting it for like three weeks. I could not figure it out. And it was only in this one spot. And like a mile walk is this one spot. And I'm like, here it comes. And sure enough, this thing kept squawking its face off. Never attacked me. Just the dog. Couldn't figure it out. Someone explained they're watching their eggs. Yeah, it, that- or the eggs had already hatched. They had babies. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But either way, they get fiercely protective. It was rather comical. But yeah, this bird. I mean, like clockwork. This thing will come down and just keep hitting him in the ass, hit him in the head, and the dog would look at me with his sad eyes, like I, I don't know, man.
3: Yeah, I mean, I've been chased out of a lake by a duck.
5: <laughs> oh man,
3: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like it didn't bite How me. How long? It got close to me. How close did you let it get before you said,
5: "All right, I- I'm going to"? Well, make the
3: duck's it. defense. We were swimming by a dock, and there was there was a duck, and it had ducklings with them. Right, they weren't like tiny ducklings, but they were a little bit bigger. So then I got the idea to get a closer look. I would just put an inner tube around my head, and then I could just <laughs> kind of crawl along the bottom of the water.
5: Never figure it out.
3: The ducks won't figure it out. And I got near the ducks. I got pretty close, and then I stood up, and the mom duck just turned around. and like chased me. I had to run out of that lake. <clears throat> I thought that duck was going to
5: bite me on the bum. We did that, me and Meg's, man, years ago. We're in Portland. And granted, we were on some substances, a little bit drunk. It's about 3 in the morning. But these geese had been outside of the hotel. It was like this big field kind of thing near the water. And you're talking hundreds of geese. But they've been there all day, all night. And then we thought it'd be funny because they keep honking at us. Like, let's go F with them, you know, scare them. Well, geese don't scare you. These the first thing uh, that we discovered. But we discovered we do. So, like, the two, like, male geese, I don't know what you call them. Man, these things looked at us, started honking. And they get this, like, weird shape. They kind of extend their neck out. They get as big as they can. Dude, yes! And they're bigger than I thought they were, and these things started hauling ass after us. And before I could even say run, like we're both hauling ass back to the hotel, like, oh my god. But the problem is when the two dude geese started chasing us, like all of them decided oh, to yeah. follow. So there's hundreds of geese chasing us. I was like, let's not do that again. You what like could that? you, you like that? <laughs> What could you not believe happened to you?
4: KISW. The shenanigans continue. This is the men's room with Miles and Thrill. Oh, it's good to uh, go back to the gym, try to get yourself in shape, you know what I mean? Do some good for your body and everything else. Why would I do that? Well, you know, it's healthy.
5: It's my question. Why would I do that? I don't know.
4: (laughs) After hearing this story, you probably won't want to. A 69-year-old man was charged with aggravated assaults. 69 years old. After stabbing another member at the L.A. Fitness Gym in North Austin this past Friday. Oh, all right. John David Mackinson was arrested after the incident at the gym. According to the uh, affidavit, he stabbed the victim in the left butt cheek (sighs) with a four to six inch folding knife at around 1105 in the morning. Yeah. Apparently, he and the victim had a dispute over a leg press machine. Oh, come on. After the stabbing, uh, Mackinson chased the victim through the locker room while still holding the knife. The victim suffered a severe laceration nearly four inches long that required medical treatment, including staples and a blood transfusion. Jesus. Based on the amount of blood he lost. Witnesses describe Magginson yelling threats at others after the stabbing. He was detained by police uh, nearby later a short time. He had previously, by the way, been uh, convicted of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon in 2021. Yeah. He now faces a new second-degree felony charge in the latest incident. Uh, online records uh, showed that Mackinson is in custody at a county jail with a uh, bond at $50,000. Anger management. An argument over the leg, the press, leg mish- press machine. And the next thing you know, you have a four-inch gas, uh, gash in your butt. That's not what
5: I would expect to happen.
4: <laughs> Our question, what can you not believe happened to you or someone you know? 206
5: 803 <laughs> yeah. God
4: forbid you did a squat.
5: Or a lunge. Hey, man, I hate exercising. a thousand other leg uh, exercises you can do here's the good news about me though everyone uh i hate the idea of going to the gym so if you see me at the gym and say hey i want to use that but cool Oh mm-hmm. right, right, yeah, yeah i'm done there I'm... you go man oh yeah you. all out. you yeah sir
3: you know what That's not a bad call just start being that guy in the gym like can yeah, i work ahead. can i work in like
4: no and the guy next to me is like thank god i want to go home yeah no <laughs> <laughs> i would speak up you, you this one man it's always on the phone guy what do you mean? No, well, they'll sit there for like you know two minutes,
5: not doing anything, and they're just. Oh, on your, they're not on and the phone. I like to use the machine. Right, they're not using it. They're, they're just sitting. On. They're sitting on. Yeah. Hello, Taylor. Welcome to the men's room.
6: What's up, dudes? Oh, oh nah. Nah. Uh I just want to start off and say that something tells me Miles is going to forget about uh, the code word at four twenty.
5: Why would you ever Don't tell him? That? That's a horrible thing to say. That's never what? happened in the history of this show. All the time. What am I supposed to do?
6: <laughs> uh, I'm a horrible person. I'm sorry.
5: Okay. What uh, time do you think he remembers? I'm okay. going to say uh, 4 32. That's my guy. Ah, he's on it now. But, you yeah,
4: think so? Oh, yeah. Just
5: keep reminding me.
6: <laughs> so, uh, my story takes place, shoo, uh, man, like 28, 25 years ago, something like that. I was seven, um, and I was living in a trailer park in Everett, and I'm outside. Uh playing with a yo-yo with my buddy, and uh, a cop car pulls in, and they pull right up to us, and I just remember looking at it like, what is going on?
0: What did you
5: think might be going on? Since typically at age seven, you don't have too many run-ins with law.
6: Well, you know, being a seven-year-old drug runner, I kind of got nervous. No, I I had no idea. (laughs) I (laughs) had (laughs) no idea. No clue. But when you live in a trailer park, you see cop cars a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he pulls right up to us, and the cop gets out, and then the back, he opens the back door, and a, a guy with a giant camera gets out, and I immediately think cops.
5: And oh, then, the TV show, show Cops, right. Yeah.
6: yeah. And then on the other side, this guy gets out with a reflective vest that says police on the front and an army helmet, and then I recognized, that's Tom Green. What? And, yeah. <laughs> and they come up to us and like, hey, uh, we want to film a bit. Um, are you okay with that? And I, I mean, I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. My friend, he runs into his his trailer. So they're like, just keep playing with your yo-yo. So I'm playing with the yo-yo, and he comes up, and they're like, ready, go. And he goes, oh, I see your yo yo Yo-yos are cool. And I mean, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And he goes, do you know what this says on my chest? Uh, police. He's like,
5: oh, you know how to read. And you live here? Crazy. Oh, damn. <laughs> damn. Yeah.
4: Man. All
5: right.
6: At the time, I, I didn't get it at the time. You know, I'm seven. I don't know the stereotype. Sure. Um, and then he goes, do you know what this is? And he points to his helmet. And I'm like, an army helmet. he goes, yeah, it protects my brain. And he got down on all fours and just started slamming his head on the ground. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know what to do. And they're like, "And cut!" And he gets up, gets back in the cop car, like doesn't say anything to me. Um, and a producer gets out of the front passenger seat and goes, um, "I need to talk to your parents." So I run in, and I'm like, "Mom, Tom Green's outside." She's like, "Okay, yeah, go to bed." I'm like there's a cop too and she's like what did you do so she goes outside and she has to sign a waiver just in case they air it they give me a, a a t-shirt an mtv t-shirt and i remember before going to bed i tried my best to do like a tom green signature on the back but i'm seven years old so i i don't even know cursive yet no one believes me and i don't think they ever aired it because it was so dumb
5: yeah, but on Tom Green's show, the dumber it is, right. the more likely it yeah, was to maybe, be aired, he, Look, so. he was on almost every day. You might have just right. missed it.
6: Yeah, I'm I'm going to. Like, I've checked the internet, but I completely forgot about it, so obviously I heard this. And so now I'm probably going to go in and do some investigating. But, yeah, it was wild.
5: Look, man, please do. And, I, and I'll tell, if you do find this video clip, please send it to us.
6: He was, I'll tell you what, he was really, really slamming his head into the ground. <laughs>
5: He might not remember. <laughs> he's full commit. Yeah. He is full
4: commit. We, w- uh, he swam across Lake Washington.
5: We had him on our show years a lot, ago. A lot of crazy stuff. I do remember this, Ted. Uh, he was on our show I, years just ago. Just real quick,
4: though. Yeah.
3: You, you remember that episode where he swam across? Right. He makes this giant big deal out of it and stuff, and he does it. And, like, he's kind of struggling. I mean, look, that's what is that? Three and a half, three miles? Yeah, across? that's a good clip, man. Maybe not three miles. E- either way. But then it's funny because there's just people standing there, like, "Yeah, I'm a Boy Scout. We do this every summer." Oh. <laughs> nice, yeah, right? But like at the time, like, right? I still lived in the DC area, so I had no big, no idea about Lake Washington. So yeah, how big just, it was, yeah? Right? He was like nobody because that was his he was just selling this as this massive deal. Nobody had ever done it, so that's
5: why it's funny when the guys like the Boy Scouts do it every year. Yeah, every year, but now he was on a show and uh, it, he, more than once. He just kind of walks in and he's going to be what he's going to be that day. Hello, fellows. Da, da, da He takes a seat and one of the first things he does is. He gives out a cell phone number. And we did not believe he's giving out his real number, but he gives out a cell phone number. That man's phone started ringing off the hook because everyone listening is like, BS. And they called us. Mm-hmm. and he's just like, oh, it's just what I do. And I'm like, all right, man. You know, that's, that's what you he want He did to that do. for a while. Yeah. it was. Crazy. Sometimes he
3: would answer. Sometimes he wouldn't.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what could you not believe happened to you or someone you know?
5: 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Bobby. Welcome to the men's room.
7: Hey, guys. Hola. 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 Yeah, this is a this takes place back in the day. Um, I was living in Alaska. I was born and raised here in two thousand. So, anyways, <clears throat> I was in Fairbanks, Alaska. You know, twenty below is the average uh, temperature during the winter. So, anyways, on my uh, way to school every morning, I would be chased by a mama moose and her her two calves back up to the house, which is about probably about six hundred yards distance, right? Through the snow, through the wind, through the rain, or not rain, but yeah, freezing cold weather. And you can anyway, count
5: on this. Like, you you just knew for a fact, when I get home from school, this is going to happen.
7: No, it was in the morning, actually. In the morning,
5: okay.
7: Yeah, yep, yep. It was like a morning routine, right? They'd cruise through <laughs> the area, um, wherever they're going, you know, venturing, doing their moose thing. So anyways, uh, I came up with the idea of building a tree stand. And I had to build a tree stand at the bus stop, Right. So I wouldn't have to run all the way back to the house. I'd just climb up the tree stand and just be like, Haha, you guys can't get me
5: now, right? Uh, let me just, t- <laughs> real quick, man. I, I, I like where your brain is at. I like how you think. But, like, do you relay this information to your parents?
7: Oh, yeah. My dad actually said, good job, son. So yeah,
5: he's like, like, just build a tree well, stand. Stop worrying about
7: it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he was like, good job. I didn't even ask him. I just did it, you know. I just went on my own and did it. Because growing up in Alaska, you got to, you know, sink or swim, man. It's a... It's, um, do or die up there, kind of in, in a sense. You know what I mean, as far as survival and all that. Yeah, you're
5: being chased by a moose, and her family <laughs> every morning to go to school. All you're trying uh, to do is going to school is bad enough, right. right?
7: Absolutely, you're going to school. You know, got your new kicks on or whatever. Nope you better hit the you better hit the bricks and get up that tree. <laughs> you know, I think since you I think
4: since you grew up there, the uh, the climate of Fairbanks is is changed quite a bit. Because the oh, one, yeah, the yeah. one, the one lake that's there that the, you know, people are swimming there in the summertime. It, it got oh, up, yeah,
7: that's the man-made lake. Yeah, it's absolutely. Uh, got up to like I ninety mean,
4: degrees a few times. It's been kind of crazy. Yeah,
7: summer, during like July and June, it gets up to like ninety, ninety-five. It's just a different heat because it's it's not as humid up there. You know what I mean? Right. How how, yeah. how long
5: was this? Like one school year? Was this like K through eight? How many years was this moose and her family chasing it?
7: The this, this moose incident started when I was probably in 6th grade uh, to 8th grade, and after my mom got tired of taking me because I'd missed the bus, because I'd run back to the house, and she, we lived like 20 miles out of town, you know what I mean, she'd take me to the, there was only like two schools, so she'd have to take me to school, and she's like, I ain't doing this anymore, I was like, I hear you." I'm not doing this on purpose. Right. You know what I mean? There's a moose chasing where, you. Okay, let me ask you this. Where, like, there's in moose,
4: Bob. There's, there's certain, a moose. Certain situations where yeah. kids allowed to take a snowmobile to, to school.
7: Oh, yeah. I took a snow machine, and we also, me and my buddy, he had a little dog sled team. We'd take three dogs, and he'd take three dogs. But we'd just do that just to get out of school and be like, oh, we can't leave the dogs out there. we got to take them back. Yeah. <laughs> you
5: know what I mean? And your teachers would buy into that.
7: Yeah, yeah and they're like, oh, yeah, you guys should probably think about that next time. <laughs> And, uh, it's, so how many how
5: many times did you have to climb up in this tree stand, or was it pretty much every day for two
7: years? Average uh, monthly average. It was just only during the winter months. It was a, uh, which is half the year at least, yeah. right? So, <laughs> um, I'm going to say monthly average at least 15 times.
5: All right. So now here's the thing. All right. So now you right. you have built yourself a tree stand, so you don't have to run That's home and have your poor mom drive your ass to school. So after right. you climb up into the tree stand. How long hey. do the moose wait for you to come down? Or are they pretty quick to just leave?
7: They just, they just, they just cruise on by because I could see them, you know, from a distance, get, come over the, over the bend a little bit. So I just climb up there and just wait. And it just takes them long enough to get from point A to point B, which is past me, to get there. You know what I mean? Okay. So it, it took maybe 10, five to ten minutes at the most. All right. And you you
5: basically got to watch Mama Moose's children grow yeah. up over these two years.
7: Yeah, absolutely. And then she didn't have a moose, and then we put her in the freezer oh okay (laughs) jesus
4: (laughs) no you're not yeah
7: sometimes you know hunters as long as you eat the food and you know thanks for the blessing lord and all the good stuff you know what i mean so but yeah the funny thing is though here's the catcher when my sister started school she was on her own i didn't tell her about it
5: (laughs) (laughs) you did not tell her
7: (laughs) i was a real jerk yeah
5: (laughs) and i'm guessing she had the same experience
7: you know, yeah. the funny thing is, I come we come home from the bu- on the bus that day, and Dad's up. Actually, Dad has already built her a tree stand next to mine. I was like, nice, pops. Okay. <laughs> right? I'll ask
4: him.
5: She gets the special tree. Right. I'll build you a tree stand for the moose. <coughs> what uh, What can you not believe
4: happened to you or someone you know? 206 <laughs> 803 Yeah, it'd be an all right reason for the parent to be like, all right, I'll drive you. But uh, a uh, moose is chasing you down every day.
5: But I guess, you know, to his point, just saying, like, hey, man, we live in Fairbanks, so the mom, like... Yeah, you know, so there's a moose chasing. But why do I have to drive you to school? It's what happens, honey. You know they're down there, right? <laughs> <sighs> Hello, drama. Welcome to the men's room. Hello,
8: gentlemen. Hookers and blow. Hola. Hola. Hey, so my my story takes place about thirty some years ago, and um, I was deployed. Uh, this when I was in the Marine Corps. We were deployed, heading over to Somalia. And uh, we're in the ship um, in the Indian Ocean. And during monsoon season, they get some crazy swells uh, during that time. And uh, we had uh, officers up on the upper deck, you know, listed down below and such. Well, one of the officers uh, in the middle of the night, I don't know how it happened. We couldn't figure it out. But uh, on his rack, they have hooks that hang off where they can hang their jackets and their caps during one of the swells on the ship it must have rocked him from uh, his bed. And I don't know how this happened, but he landed and caught his, uh, caught his junk and ripped his scrotum open.
7: <laughs> <Yeah>.
8: <laughs> and, uh, we only know this cause you know, our, our guys, uh, that um, in medical, they were telling us, Oh, guess what happened to major so-and-so? And we're <laughs> like, Oh my God, dude, we couldn't believe it. But yeah, I guess he, uh, when it happened it ripped it open and obviously pain and everything. But, uh, He climbed out of the rack holding his junk and then walked all the way to medical talking about, hey, you need to get me patched up so I can PT again. I'm like, oh, hell no.
5: So he stayed on the ship?
8: Oh, yeah, yeah. No, they didn't medevac him off. Um, Yeah, yeah, I mean... We have doctors and corpsmen and such on the ship, but...
4: Mm -hmm. I guess he's uh, just stitching up and take penicillin.
8: uh, That's... I don't know if it's... That's probably what happened. I know they stitched him up and he wasn't able to... PT, like physical training for a while. But, yeah, uh, when they were all telling us the story, we were just like, oh, my God. You know, like every guy winces when they hear a kick yeah. in the balls or something like that. Yeah, For sure, yeah, man. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't even imagine having a hook, rip open the sack, and have your boys
4: hanging. Did you guys ever experience any pirates off the coast of Somali? Uh,
8: at that time, no. This was when uh, our, our unit was deployed to Somalia two weeks after the uh, Black Hawk Down incident.
5: Ah, okay. okay. All right. All right.
8: And would so, Somali
5: pirates go after a military ship?
8: No, they're not that stupid. We yeah, just, okay. Nah.
5: I didn't think so. Yeah. I was like, that nah, just seems know. like a real bad idea.
8: <laughs> <laughs> they usually, uh, the, the pirates that would go, they go for, um, uh, they don't even go for the container ships, the ones that have the Connexes all bunched up. They're moving too fast, too tall. They go for a lot of the cargo ships, um, easier access. I also did contract work when I got in the military doing anti-piracy work. And so they'll go to the container ships that don't have security that travel within the Gulf of Aden or along the coast of Somalia, what they call high-risk areas.
4: See, I really, um, I, but, man, I think it'd be much more entertaining if they just dressed up like the pirates we know. to be Thank true. you. <laughs> you know, the like, one thing I that mean, like messes of, with you yeah.
5: keep talking. And look, they as like far fifty-five, as
4: 55 rings right. on your hands. Modern-day
5: pirates go. Somali pirates are yeah. clearly they're the front runners. But like you know, we all grew up with this general image of mm-hmm. what you, we the have. Big this, beard, you know. And then you look at these guys. I'm like, brother, he looks like a crackhead of Baltimore Fun, City. Funny, you know funny what hat, I mean? like, Funny hat. You know? need a different... But the
3: original image. pirates were just kind of still dressed
5: in like people dressed. Yeah. I know. But, I still, but that's, that's the I only think, image we have, man. Right. The flowy shirts, the vest, the patch of there. Yeah, a
4: sword on your side. You know, like Captain Morgan. Yeah, I look at these yeah. guys. I mean, I like, know
5: what you're talking about. Like, brother, <laughs> I'm just saying. you look like someone that went to high school. Well, they, they also have automatic weapons. I know, but even if... I'm I, not saying <laughs> I'm they're fine. not fierce. I just want more than a tank top and a pair of shorts, the look. A
4: full-length coat, even though it's, you know ninety five. Degrees, I know,
5: Mike, but if they're going to be <laughs> called pirates, right. look okay, like freaking right. hey, Mike, what about the pirates in the Caribbean? You want to wear in the Caribbean. there's hot. humidity. It's 90 degrees. Captain Morgan has still rocked his I mean, long baseball hopes. players don't wear uh,
4: stirrups anymore. <laughs> they, don't, they don't, but they still wear pirates. a uniform. <laughs> they still wear a uniform. I mean, like... They, they, I think that's the whole point. Look, if if I if you send your kid out for trick or treat, right? I got a do rag on, a T shirt, and a pair of shorts. Yes, right, I'm a Somali pirate. Yeah, you're, a, you're not a pirate.
5: Yeah, people, I'm you're not, not giving not a, a, a pirate. Candidate. I'm like, you're not getting anything from me. You're you're not a pirate. I'm a modern day pirate. And you so say
4: I, no? I know. Maybe you know how to fix an outboard. Whatever the deal is. But right. At the same point. No, you're not a pirate.
5: You don't get. I am okay, I'm, t- I'm going to try to have my kid dress up like. Look, you would really would get from
4: that. I just think that they would get much more notoriety if they just dress like pirates
5: or just wear a tricorn. The
4: hat.
3: You know, <laughs> oh, so <laughs> you're worried the Somali pirates don't have an. They're not getting. They're not talked about enough. Okay, look.
5: No, they're not repping okay. the pirate right, world right. We should call them something Ted. different. I mean, Ted, we are taking
4: people you know, hostage and stealing Ted. stuff on the water. Those are the. That's all you need to be a pirate. We're, we're a, we're, but we just raided the cargo. I disagree.
5: You need the clothes. To me, yeah. they're bandits. The guys
4: that are on the cargo ship that we just invaded, they're going to walk yeah. the plank. I mean, we're pirates, right? At very least, can we get. And there's going to be get... crocodiles in the in Indian Ocean, and they're going to eat them. At very they're... least, can we get Jolly Roger flags? Something. Something like that. That's that seems
3: like it should be just a basic though. Is that? I will agree Ted? with them on
8: this one, Ted. They need a Jolly Roger
3: flag. At least the Jolly Roger
5: yeah. will call it even. Right? Say, right. so, look, if you're not going to wear the cool gear and talk like this, matey, right. we already you know, know you're coming. Flag. Okay? Arr. There's
3: no reason why your little speedboat's coming up to my cargo we ship. We know okay? what you're So exactly. if I'm going to rob a bank, I have to be in a skin tight black outfit. Damn right. With like a little thing across
8: my eye
4: Damn right. You should look like you're feeling a diamond after hours. around.
5: Absolutely. No, if you rob a bank, ski mask. If you're gonna dress like you, Ted, it's like mm, this needs to be a museum, and you need to come down from the ceiling. If you're gonna tiptoe, look. If you're a tiptoe, back in the day, all the robbers
3: the look the same way, prancing around.
5: <laughs> Robbing Banks. <laughs> Anything? I don't think they were prancy. Think, I, I think, think cat uh, burglars were prancy. I feel like bank robbers. Yeah. You need to go with like a Tommy gun, fire into the air, right. and yell. That's,
4: that's, that's like, that's like that's me saying I'm a pro bat. Yeah. Ba- yeah. Like me saying I'm a pro basketball player. No, you're not. You're you're a six foot white guy who doesn't have any ups. You know, like I, I can call myself whatever I want, Right. but that doesn't mean I really am one. You know? Well, oh yeah, I mean, I'm an NBA player. Oh, somebody really. says Somali who just won the Doug contest. Is like it. a six foot white guy. All right. Well, okay. Maybe he's got <laughs> skills. I don't. Okay, but so they, I can't they go don't around play. saying I'm a pirate. Unless I'm a pirate,
3: they're not playing in the modern day NBA in dug on jeans and and polo shirts.
4: They're wearing well, the uniform that know. calls for it, is what they're saying. I just think the real pirates need to call them out. That's all. <laughs> You're not a pirate. You're a guy with an outboard motor. No. We need Blackbeard to come in I and lay down the law. You're a guy we, in a boat with yeah. a bad attitude. <laughs> Reorient the pirates <laughs> of today. What could you not believe uh, happened to you or someone you know? 206 803
2: ROP. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue.